Did you actually ask yourself that question? No, I just, <laughs> it's just, uh, the concept sparks, of sparks, sparks start yeah. shooting out of your diodes. I know. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rated NAD Podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode 335. Correct. And I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Scott. I'm Ash. And uh, we're going to talk about some E3, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. After like 335 episodes, I've realized I hate the way I say, and I'm Ash. I feel like I need to say something else. I'll work on it before episode 336. Please I'll do. come up with a new, <laughs> and I... Well, we used you to know, we used to not even say our names, right? But then it sort of yeah. became a, a, a suggested thing that we do for yeah for for various outlets. So, um, so here we are, right? That's still that's awkward. Still awkward. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything, Ash. But I'm glad you brought it up because I, I you hate it too. You should, work, you should work on a new I'm Ash. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to the list of self improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Better yeah. I'm Ash. Oh, do you have a list? Good. I have a few I things I'd like to add to that yeah, list. Yeah, you, let's compile. Let's make a doc, a Google doc. <laughs> we can, um, and I'll we can form track, the head. Track our, yeah. yeah we track our changes. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Anyways, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, two two weeks in a row. This is incredible. We do this. I know. Until, the like, modern... more children start spewing out. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, then we'll just make them do it, right? Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. Get into that. We're getting to that. So everything's good. Every, how about in your respective necks of the woods? It's it's all right. It's going okay. Yeah. Going okay. Everything's good yeah. here. It's it's like swelteringly hot in uh in sunny Florida. So we're we're hunkering down indoors, which is what happens in the summers here. It's cold and rainy here, which is not normal. Huh. Scared. Well, it's it, almost like something's wrong with the environment. I, it was Weird. 90 for one day yesterday, and everyone freaked out, but it's fine. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, so E3 is happening right now in LA. Uh, like we said last week, we are not there, but we have been paying attention to all the stuff going on. And there's so many uh, titles that have been announced and hinted at and shown off. And there's a, there's a lot to talk about. So I think we're just going to kind of cruise through some of the big announcements and talk about some of the things we're excited about and uh, some of the things we're nervous about as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you want to start with EA? Okay, that's fine. Let's do that. So I'm I am excited for Respawn's Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order. Um, there's some things that I I wish were a little different. Um, I'm not right now. I'm not a huge fan of the choice of the protagonist. Like I feel like I've played as like young Jedi Padawan dude um, in the past before, and I don't really know if I have, but I just feel like that's a very safe choice for like what race yeah. and gender and age and and everything to play as i just thought i felt like that and also his design is just very reminiscent of like a of like a, a young kenobi or you know he's just like a white dude <clears throat> character and i'm like oh, well, i mean that's we've fine. got you know force awakens and and uh what is the old jedi one yeah this reminds like? me of jedi academy which i'm sure jedi academy yeah that's i'm sure that was yeah. totally intentional to like 
kind of revitalize that series of games. And then you also look at uh, Force Unleashed, same idea. You just play as that same character when over and over When I say Force again. Awakens? You said Force Awakens, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I meant Force Unleashed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of Force going on. And just, just as on a tangent, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like there are not really a lot of aliens in the current Star Wars films. Am I wrong right. about that? Yeah, other than Mass Kanata's bar, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. There's a lot there, but they're not a lot of different species. Like where's like so Ninnum or whatever, <laughs> you know, like all the different, you know, Admiral Akbar shows right. up in the third film, right? Um, and so yeah, you're right. Like in this game, just kind of very a very kind of boring choice, I guess, for a protagonist. But the gameplay looks pretty good. It reminds me of those old games, just kind of updated with um, all the respawn goodness that you would come to expect from their games. So um, aside from the yeah. protagonist, like how do you feel about the game? I think it looks pretty cool. I watched a big chunk of gameplay and they're going for a more Souls-like combat. So where each one of your weapon strikes has you know a definite impact and weight to it rather than Force Unleashed sort of like wild sword mayhem where it takes like 45 slashes with a lightsaber to kill a stormtrooper uh <laughs> this is like you know one or two hits will will take down an opponent but um you have to be you know very precise with your with your strokes which i think is really cool i like that a lot um I, with with games like this i'm always very apprehensive because i feel like there needs to be a wide variety of enemy types, uh, especially if you're going to be playing for a really long time. And that's what I think From Software does really well with the Souls games. There's just so many different types of enemies that you have to learn and, and adapt and change your strategy. And some are much, obviously, much more difficult than others. Um, but I'm liking what I see. I like the little, I don't remember the droid's name, but I like how the droid operates, how he's like kind of like a plucky little sidekick you know like that a you droid too that yeah has. it's cool it like crawls around on your back um i like that there's wall running and looks like a good use of force power so i'm uh i'm you know i'm very excited about this one i feel like you know obviously titanfall 2's campaign was one of the best i think fps campaigns in a very long time so if they can capture some of that magic i'm feeling pretty good mm -hmm. that was i mean that was pretty much it though from ea right i don't think they announced any new ip or new titles other than you know like the madden and fifa that you uh come to expect every year which is fine but doesn't make for compelling content at a you know media briefing so they chose to do sort of more of like a streaming event throughout the day which makes a lot of sense but um you know i think a lot of like not a lot of people but people on social media were kind of commenting like hey what happened to anthem in this uh in this scheme of things which is really unfortunate yeah. because yeah. i think anthem was trying to uh, get off the ground with their uh, cataclysm event, which uh, they started to slowly uh, provide information on. So um, it's just unfortunate. Like I kind of want to go back to Anthem to see what that's all about, but I think it would have been nice to see some of that um, during this event as well. Yeah. I think, you know, they're, they're treading very carefully with Anthem right mm -hmm. now. They're being very careful about what they're saying. Um, prior to the game's launch, the development team was on social media a lot talking about the game and they have all, they have all gotten off and they're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, I mean, they're still on social media, but they're no longer talking to the community about the right. game. And uh, they've kind of changed their strategy with that one. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious. So like if games like this are very expensive to, develop and and to maintain so i'm curious to see what's going to happen with this one in the next six months right like is ea going to continue to dump money into the development of this game when there's so much on the horizon um mm -hmm. that could eat into the game's player base um 
it's it's going to be interesting. So let's see. What do you guys want to go to next? Let's do Microsoft. Let's talk a little bit about yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. And, and talk about it. I guess there's things that you cannot talk I was gonna about. Say, why, don't, why don't you tell me about the Microsoft media event? Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. so let me tell you, Scott. You're breathtaking. Um, <laughs> you're breathtaking. <laughs> yeah. <No>. Uh, <laughs> well, we can start with that. So Cyberpunk 2020 um, showed yeah. off some new stuff. Um, the thing I think that excited me the most was uh, nothing that we could actually see, but a lot of members of the press got to see a long gameplay session behind closed doors that was not available to the public, but all of them came out just glowing saying that the things that they saw during this 20 minute behind closed doors session, uh, all of it was fantastic. And if it's anything like last year, this is something we'll probably get in video format down the road um, yeah. with a couple weeks. So that's what they did last year too. They, they showed off some secret stuff and then they unveiled the entirety of that to the public once they sort of gauged reactions to it. But um, yeah, from what uh, from what I'm hearing, everything about Cyberpunk 2020 is 2077. Uh, oh yeah, 20, 2077. Thank <clears throat> you. Had the wrong. 2020 is next year, guys, which is the release, which is the yeah. release date of this game. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, biggest moment, obviously, was Keanu Reeves coming out. Uh, <laughs> it which, certainly which people, was. Yeah, and you know what's funny about this is like I've I'm a huge Bill and Ted fan. Um, and I always I always told my students that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was one of the reasons I ended up becoming a history teacher in my past life. But um, I've always loved Keanu Reeves. I always thought he was just like a goofy dude that didn't seem like he should be an actor at all. It's just like a normal goofy dude. Right. So seeing him come out um, and and, uh, and do his thing was was super funny to me. And uh, people seem to really like it. He's like the most popular dude on the planet yeah, right now. People did yeah. really like it. There's a, if you, um, for our listeners and for you guys, there's an article on Variety that talks about basically that moment of him coming out. Um, they, it discusses how, um, you know, it was like this, it was a tightly guarded secret that he was going to appear on stage. Um, it says that they used a stand in to deliver his lines and a code name was used for him. Uh, in conversation so that like nobody knew that he was going to show up and so there's a quote from phil spencer says i was talking to him before he went out and i was trying to explain that this isn't going to be like another corporate gig you're going to go out and the fans are going to go crazy and he's like oh that's cool <laughs> you know like <laughs> so i think keanu reeves was sort of caught off guard they basically you know somebody probably yeah, just yeah. told him like hey you need to appear at this event at this time and read these lines off the teleprompter and then he walks out and everybody loses their shit and um and then it just kind of became like a very sort of more organic thing where it's like somebody shouts something from the crowd and he kind of rolls with it and was like, Hey guys, I need to finish reading this. And everybody's like, everybody's in on the joke. And I think that's what makes his appearance so good because we've seen, you know, celebrity types on the E3 stage before, and it doesn't always go over well with fans, but he just kind of like, he kind of leaned into it, I guess, and just went with it with the fan interactions. He's just, he's got a whole like mythos set up around him at this point in time. So like he can just kind of, a, I think he actually is a very nice person, so I think he gets a lot of credit for being nice, which is great, and he should, you know. Uh, and then B, like, he's just so affable and, like, charming that he's just able to roll in that way with things a lot. You know, like, in interviews and everything he does, he seems very easy to just kind of go with whatever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't surprising to see somebody yell something and him just yell it back and then, like, con- continue on. You know, like, come on, guys, like, <laughs> keep moving forward. Yeah. It was fantastic. Through this, this presentation. So I thought that was really good. Um, the other big piece of information is they gave a release date, which was earlier than I thought it was, than we both thought it was going to be, Ash, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, April 16th, 2020, 
which is soon. It's not that far away, actually. It's crazy. So, yeah. So We're actually going to get to play this game. Yeah. And then uh, uh, news came out about uh, CG Project or Project. Uh, why do I always reverse these things? CD Project Red. CD Project Red. Um, that they're they're working on a simultaneously working on another AAA title too that they aren't announcing right now. That they Jeez. have plans for 2021. So there's two guys. massive games getting worked on by that one studio at the moment, and Cyberpunk is uh, is slated for April. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Cool. Um, uh, so- little little quick tidbit about his character too. He's playing a character in the game called Johnny Silver, I think, and he is apparently like a ghost in the machine. So he's someone that's going to appear in your character's psyche throughout the. Uh, you know, he's like actual digital information. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is, is what people are saying. So he just kind of appears and talks to you. Um, and he apparently plays a major role. So that's pretty cool. It's a smart way to do it. Cool. Um, some non, I guess, things that were shown at the Microsoft event, but were not necessarily Microsoft things that I'll mention. And we can talk about whichever ones you want. But things that I'm excited for are uh, Dying Light 2 from Techland, because the first game was sort of like a, uh, I don't know if I'd call it like a sleeper hit, but I don't think it got the buzz that it deserved, but it's a fantastically solid game where you sort of parkour yeah. in the wasteland and defeat zombies. And uh, there's got like a day night cycle where you have to scavenge and survive, which is super fun. Um, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to call out was uh spirit fairer, which was a, yeah, yeah kind of like a showed like the, the girl on the houseboat and it looked like there was some building involved, maybe like an animal crossing like thing, but in a, in a 2d, environment Melissa was like entranced by this game yes. and, and the trailer ended and she was like we're buying that game oh yeah. I was like okay sure <laughs> coming to Xbox game pass yeah, yeah um and uh what else I want to call out oh so the thing that um Blair Witch was something that I saw and I was kind of like hmm why is there going to be a Blair Witch but then the reason why I'm I'm calling it out basically is that it's going to be done by blooper team which is the same team that does um, Layers of Fear and Observer. And I was uh, like, okay, so uh, a game like Blair Witch is right in their wheelhouse, right? So I think I think that even though the Blair Witch like franchise is a very old, you know, obviously very old movie, what is it, like yeah. 20 years old at this point? Yeah. But um, I think if any, if any developer were able to pull off a game like Blair Witch, it would be Blooper Team because, I mean, that's what they do. They make these cool. kind of like interesting uh psychological horror games and things like that and then um what about outer worlds this looks awesome it's obsidian uh (laughs) this looks fantastic this is i I think probably one of the buzziest things to come out of e3 is outer worlds everyone is dying for this because they they want another proper fallout game right do um, um do we know do we know anybody working on this game uh, I think we do. Okay. That's <laughs> we do, yeah. I'm very excited. Sure I'm very do. excited for any any persons involved in the creation yeah, of yeah. this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, um that's the wonderful thing about being old and making friends in the industry after so many years is all of a sudden you have friends that are working on titles and you get to be excited for them during the development of of games like this. But this is looking great. It's kind of um reminds me a little bit of cowboy bebop in this like kind of sort of punky steampunky western setting of space very gritty um moss eisley-esque with a little bit more neon so i'm I'm liking it a lot so it's going to be um very you know not dissimilar to a to a fallout game in that there's going to be skills and branching dialogue options and a quirky sense of humor um well and obsidian fully capable of pulling off world building and and big you know, branching stories. So I think that's cool. I think it's a, 
That's going to be great. really cool to me. Yeah. Um, a couple I wanted to bring up were uh, a game I'm not going to play, but I'm happy is getting made. <laughs> if that's if that makes any yeah, sense, only because it totally it gives me all the feels from my childhood. But Fantasy Star Online Two. Uh, I played the living hell out of Fantasy Star growing up, like many, many, many times over, because I was a Genesis kid mm-hmm. and not a Nintendo kid, so I didn't have all your fancy Final <laughs> Fantasies and whatnot. Um, but I played Fantasy Star heavily, and this is probably—I'm not probably—it's it's a MMORPG, which is just likely to not fit into my daily life. But uh, I just really love the world, and I'm excited that that Sega is still working on this uh, title. So I think it's really cool. It's a thing that, that still exists, it. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Forza Horizon 4 Lego Speed Champions. Come on, can can we not what? talk about the coolest looking add-on to Forza I've ever <laughs> seen in my life? We were watching it, and at first, like when they first announced it, I saw they rolled out the McLaren, and I was like, "I was like, why do they bring the McLaren out every single time they yep. do the show?" Yep. And then, and then, like the lights come up after they show the trailer, and it's made out of Legos, and they're like, "We're going to Lego or whatever." And uh, but while we were watching the trailer, I was like, "Oh, cool! They made all the cars. They look really good." And then I realized they did the environments, like everything is Lego, like top to bottom Lego inside of uh, when you go into the world to do the Lego racing and stuff. So super clever. I I thought it looked super awesome. And what a like cool, fun twist on top of uh, because, you know, Matchbox was fun when they did that um, for three, but or Hot Wheels rather. Yeah, uh, it was great for three, but it still kind of felt Forza E. And this just has its the whole thing just looks completely different. So cool. Lego makes good stuff, man. They also announced the um, the Lego entire Star Wars saga, the Skywalker yeah. saga game. So it's all nine uh, of the Skywalker films, which is just going to be, uh, you know, I'm still playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. <laughs> and yeah. there's like hundreds of characters and thousands of missions. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're just making their games bigger and bigger and bigger now, which is great. I mean, you can, you know, you could play that game as a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I think people yeah. do, right? Because there's so many of them, but they're they're not um they're not, you know, they're games that you can definitely like a hundred percent, but it just takes time and it, like you have to really lean into it. If you have a partner that can help you do that too, that's always exciting. Right. For yeah. a game like that. So that's pretty cool. Well, and they're also kid friendly. You don't have to worry yes. about, you know, gut guts exploding and yeah, he it was likes one, of, to one of the first games I showed my kid too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um something um, else is uh Legend of Right. Did you see that one? It looks like somebody like the one that was like hand-drawn looked like somebody was doodling in a notebook it was kind of like an rpg did you catch that one oh, i missed that i think i must. I did it. i did see that actually that looked really cool it looked like that would likely be an absolute nightmare to to create like, i know it looked like everything was hand-drawn i was like holy cow did these guys draw every single frame of this game yeah like because it all looked like a sketchbook yeah so matt basically looks like you're playing an rpg through somebody's sketchbook where like the pages are turning and everything looks like it's drawn you know pencil pencil art Oh, crazy. Um, it's super wild. I think it could be, it seems like just going to be like a fun little indie game, but um, RPG not coming out until next year. Uh, but that looks super interesting. Obviously I'm excited for a game like Ori, but I think um, that's kind of a known quantity. Um, if you are a fan of these kind of like platforming, you know, Metroidvania style games, like obviously you have to play a game like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, it's definitely going to be fantastic. Oh, like, look that look gorgeous yeah i mean that's kind of the appeal i mean the game has solid um you know gameplay mechanics in addition to being really gorgeous to look at i think that's why you know that why the original game kind of puts it over the top above you know games that might be similar to it um and then Um, what's up well 
I was going to say Double Fine joining ah, joining Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah, I was going to mention that as well. Crazy, right? <clears throat> That's crazy. I read, yeah, it was unexpected. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, whoa, Jesus, okay. Yeah, I read an interview, a quick interview with Tim Schafer. I don't remember the source now. I read it late last night. Um, and he was like, yeah, they gave us a ton of money. <laughs> he, was very, <laughs> he was very honest about it. He's like, they gave us a ton of money. He's like, we've been an independent studio for 20 years. And he's like, you know, we have to pitch all of our all of our ideas to to different people all the time. He's like, it's nice. It's going to be nice to not do that. I was going to say, I mean, if you kind of look at the games that they've put out recently, every game that they put out has been published, like basically by a different publisher each and every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can imagine that even for a company like Double Fine, who has like this long legacy of, you know, stretching back into like the PC, you know, adventure point and click days that you still have to go yeah. out there and pitch a game. And now they can just go like. Hey, we want to make a silly game about this, and Microsoft can just yeah. go like, "Yeah, sure, like go for it." Yeah, from, from what it, he was saying, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, I also think it, it throws a lot of weight behind Xbox and ID and all that, you know, their indie mm-hmm. title stuff to to be like, "Hey, look, we're gonna fund an indie studio who's like one of the most lauded indie indie studios of all time, essentially," and just hopefully they just let them do their thing, which is what it seems like <clears> they're gonna do. It'd be it'd be dumb of them to come in and try to like tell tim schaefer how to make games so yeah i assume they're just going to give him a bunch of money and be like make some games for us that get a lot of press and make you know make people happy so uh, i think it could be cool but um yeah he seemed totally in and happy on it and i could understand getting handed a pile of cash and being like come on in guy (laughs) yeah Yeah. right and let me just say as as like as scott the gaming fan who has like no inside knowledge of any of this like i would love to see uh, Xbox Game Pass really become a showcase for ID at Xbox titles or like a way to discover sure, yeah. new ID at Xbox titles. Because I think, you know, for Game Pass, people look at they look at the value and they go, OK, I'm going to get Gears 5 or I'm going to get Halo, right. you know, on PC or whatever. But I, I think like for me and I think which could really be like the sort of the secret sauce of something like that is just to be like, here's a big catalog of indie titles that you can just kind of sift through and uh, find things you may not have tried before, but um, you're going to try them now because it's part of the subscription. So I'm, if, um, for me, it's like kind of how I look at how I look at streaming music services. And I know I'm mm-hmm. unique in this scenario, but like oftentimes I use that to kind of play the music that I just want to hear when I'm out and I want to hear it. But if like I like a band or something, I tend to buy their record as well. Yeah. A lot of times on vinyl or something, but I, I tend to go buy the record also to own it because I want to own it. But it's like, I see the appeal, you know, Scott's been hyping Game Pass at Ash and I forever, (laughs) but I see the appeal now because like I signed up for the dollar, you know, thing and did Void Bastards on it. And like, I was like, oh, that was a game that I probably wouldn't have dropped $30 on or whatever Mm -hmm. to try, but like to spend a buck and then go give it a shot and then be like, oh, this is actually really fun. Like, yeah, of course, of course, getting the Gears games and getting, you know, like, what are the other ones they announced? Like Wasteland, I think, and, and oh, yeah, some of the bigger titles. Wasteland 3, uh, Age of Empires, yeah. yeah, stuff like the Psychonauts uh, 2. Yeah, so, like, some of the bigger titles that are on Game Pass for sure are the draw, but also, like, yeah, you can just kind of backfill with some of these indie titles coming out. It'd be neat for them to really pump that service that way, but, you know, we'll see how they end up using it. But, um, but yeah, so... I thought it was cool. I just wanted to bring up that, you know, getting getting a giant indie studio into Xbox is a thing that I don't. It's also interesting to see this sort of landscape that we're in where and granted, we're older and we kind of maybe understand it a little differently. But like, it's interesting, interesting to think that like 10 years ago or not even 10, like five to eight years ago, that kind of news would have probably been negative for 
uh, for Double Fine. Like right. it would have been like, oh, oh sure. gross, they're joining Microsoft, and now everybody's like, yeah, take your paycheck and like put some games out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, please. I think people are understanding how. I think the general consumer is understanding how challenging game development really is. It's a, a super unstable thing. So for a studio to have that stability by signing, you know, with something major like Microsoft, it's like when when bands finally signed to a major label and some people are yeah. like, Oh, why'd they do that? But other people are like, dude, like yeah. they have to eat. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. you got to employ <laughs> hundreds of people. You know what I mean? It's like, these people yeah. have to go home to their families. You got to eat. You have to, you know, and if they're having to pitch their games all the time to different publishers, that's, that's a lot of stress. Um, yeah. is, you know, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I think it was a wise decision. I, I tell you what, silly, not I tell you what, if this increases the chance of, brutal legend 2 happening from like from three percent to five percent chance of happening then this is good enough for me right hell yeah um, that game so was great we can just get I jack black it. on the phone and just like let's do that all over again because that was really fun to play and i you, think double yeah. fine you know he would do that yeah only double fine can make a game like that so that's that's what i want to see at this point oh absolutely yeah yeah um anything um, else from this conference for you guys I got, I got 12 minutes here like the game do you guys catch the game 12 minutes like the thriller yeah the that top looked, down looked interesting. yeah 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 that looked really, really interesting. Um, look high, high stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very high stress, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it looked very cool. Okay, cool. Uh, obviously gears five. I'm, I'm very excited about for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, big yeah. fan, big fan of gears. Um, the new mode that they un, un, unveiled, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. That new mode looks awesome where you're sort of on the run. It, it made me feel, uh, at least the cinematic for it made me feel a lot like the the opening scene from Aliens when the Marines are trying to get out of yeah. the cave and they're getting yeah, chased. Yeah. And if they can re- replicate that um, that you know desperate feeling and that sort of you know the the, the thrill of being hunted and, and still shooting back with your friends, I think that's going to be awesome. So um, I, I look forward to that new game mode and seeing what it's all about. We didn't really see too much um, in terms of the story and all that stuff. But, but you saw a lot of stagecraft. It's soon, isn't it? <laughs> Gears 5? It's like really soon, isn't it? Uh, I think it's this fall, yeah. Yeah, September, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. the camera went under the stage. I was like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, almost as, as complex as that time that Matt and I went to uh, our mother-in-law's church. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not something we can really talk about on the podcast. Let's just say there was a lot of stage crap. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about one thing without talking about the other here, but they announced Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. And they announced it for Project Scarlet, which is the next uh, iteration of the Xbox. Did you guys watch this? So we got we got Sky Aliens versus Ground Aliens here again. So yeah. one doesn't come without the other. I did see the right. trailer. Yeah. I mean, the trailer um, was like cool. the little teaser was like really kind of. I mean, it was just like, "Yep, Master Chief." <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like, "Okay, it's still him. That's good." <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, uh, you know, I think it's going to be great. I saw a little piece somewhere online about um, the detail going into his, like how his armor is going to look and things like that. And I, I do yeah. have to say, it looks really, really pretty. Um, I'm just curious, like, what this title is. Like, how do you I, mean, I guess my Continue. problem with Halo has always been like, who is Master Chief? Like, I kind of want to know the dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, mean, I think that's the, sort of his mystery is like, you know, he's just, you know, ultra so there's top a, green guy. But like of things that I also have to say, I don't know anything about, you know, there's the Halo shows coming out on Showtime right around. I don't know. It'll be but probably when Halo Infinite stuff starts coming out. I don't know if any of that stuff's going to be tied together. I doubt it, but maybe that gives you some Master Chief backstory, you know. 
that yeah. you don't get in this otherwise. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel you too. I mean, the narr- to me, it's like another Halo. I just kind of go like, I, I don't even barely grasp the narrative at this point in time. Like it's, it has exploded out into such a giant world that I, it's hard for me to really like lay down all of the things that have happened. You've, ba- I mean, mm-hmm. you've fought like six different kinds of like alien, like not even races, but like alien, like worlds essentially. And, yeah. and like basically gods at this point, like you've literally battled like <laughs> just everything. I don't <laughs> yeah. really know where they go from here or what they're supposed to do. So a teaser where he's like alive is cool. But we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it really didn't say much at all. And and of course, I think it is. I do find it very cool that Microsoft is like honoring and noting that like, hey, every time we launch a console, we launch a Halo, and that's what we're going to do again. You know, which is, mm. I think that's cool. I think it's cool to to do that again and kind of move forward with that that kind of uh, recognition of the past, if you will. So I, I agree. My, I agree. My only pressing question. For, for this title is what which one is more vast and expansive is it duke nukem forever <laughs> halo infinite or uh or uh doom eternal which of these Ooh. which of these conveys Ooh. uh more endless I mean, it's got to be between doom and halo right <laughs> yeah yeah duke nukem i feel like we've figured that one out <laughs> yeah yeah it's not really forever come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's it's either the eternal or the infinite yeah. like the forever we know is like that's just a human forever right so these fine. just these just feel very uh large to me in scope at this point it gives me anxiety yeah. but i'm sure they will be fantastic well and then i'm sure the thing that it's just ash and i talking about is project scarlet they talked about i don't know that scott knows anything i'm just saying that like i don't know that he can say anything without getting in trouble uh <laughs> mm-hmm. so project scarlet uh got announced which is the new xbox it is uh, you know, mega powerful, four times more powerful than the Xbox One X, I think is what they said, right? Is that or six or something? It was some number X powerful of, of the current high-speed generation. And the X is actually pretty damn great, so that's good, good to hear. Um, brand new GPU chips, all this, like, crazy tech that they went through. It was one of those, like, I always love it because I go to a lot of tech conferences and I watch a lot of tech stuff. And it's always funny to me when they launch into, like, things that I know nobody knows or really cares about when they're like yeah. it does 16 teraflops and you're like if somebody that good? can describe to me what a teraflop is right now yeah, yeah. So, what the fuck's um, a teraflop right yeah is, so, is 16 uh, better than four sometimes four is better than not. 16 you never know yeah uh so this looks like uh you know an always on kind of networked box high power they talked about how it's going to integrate with their new project x cloud and and how the two things will be like kind of bound together but also not required sort of so uh, I, I mean it's I, we're so early in this cycle of how this stuff will work it's going to be interesting to see how it rolls out from here but um you know cool did they announce a date i don't think they announced a date did they just 2020 uh, yeah end of next year is what holiday I've... season next year yeah yeah so so get your hundreds of dollars ready because it's going to probably be a five to eight hundred dollar console. I can't imagine it's any cheaper at this point now that the X is out and got launched at what six hundred. What did the X launch at? I think it was five. <clears throat> was it five, five or four? I can't remember. It, it was, was somewhere. four. It was. I think it was at least five. 
Anyways, whatever. It'll be hundreds of dollars, and it'll be yes. in your console. You can hook yeah. it up to your TV and see 8K teraflops with 14x <laughs> uh, GPU yeah. sinks yeah. on your and then, on and your then we'll get, UHD uh, monitor. We'll get the upgraded versions of all the games coming out this year and next year. Yeah, exactly. We'll get better versions of them next year. It'll be the ultra. The yeah. <laughs> scarlet version you're like oh man i just bought this fucking game <laughs> um, meanwhile let's talk about good go i was gonna, I was gonna make a joke on nintendo but it's fine <laughs> nintendo's like we got 16 bits y'all <laughs> <laughs> i kind of love it because nintendo literally was just like here's a downgraded version of that game you love and i'm like i love you nintendo you're the greatest <laughs> so awesome nintendo can just package the like the old versions of those games and just go like yeah we're selling them again for 30 dollars they do yeah they're just like yeah. here's skyrim and you're like didn't I already buy Skyrim? They're like, yeah, but this one looks a little worse. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. And they're like, yeah. but you can take it with you. And you're like, cool. Mm. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, um, I don't know. I, I can't unsee this anymore, but Nintendo always, always does this very clever thing. That's not clever, but they kind of have like a way that they present games to you. They always show, if it's a Switch game, they show not only the gameplay from the screen, but they show the Switch, like the physical oh, yeah. Switch console yeah. with the uh the gameplay on the screen and i remember once i was in line playing something at pax on the 3ds and um i was like oh um my friend dave would really like this so i went to the person i was like is it okay if i take a picture of this and they were like yes you can take a picture of it but somebody needs to be holding the 3ds like when you take the picture and i was like huh (laughs) and so they always want it to be like this kind of like in the moment thing where it's either being held yeah or you see the screen and that's why if you always if you ever see their marketing for like a 3ds game you always see the hardware and if it's a switch game you generally will see at some point the switch console with the gameplay on the screen and i think they do that to kind of get around this idea of like oh why does it look worse than you know what it would look like on like the playstation or xbox so it's just a weird thing i can't unsee it because i see it everywhere now Freddie Prince Jr. and you're listening to the Rated NA podcast at nerdappropriate.com. Well, do you guys just want to move into Nintendo fe- real fast? Yeah, then? let's I mean, do yeah, that. Let's do that. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they and they did do that. They they rolled out games in a very Nintendo like way. You know, they do the treehouse, so they're not actually there's no audience cheering and hooting and hollering, <laughs> which is honestly fine with me. Right. And they and they kind of rolled out all their games. It was a lot of like things we knew and games I, I did say and we talked about this a little on slack a couple of the things that were refreshing about nintendo to me were that a lot of what they announced was like coming out this year like it was like a lot of these things will roll out before december kind of thing mm-hmm. um which is cool and some of them were stuff we knew already and then there were some new ones that they announced that were coming more towards 2020 um and we can get into that. But I thought I thought overall Nintendo's conference was fun and delightful and very Nintendo. And there was nothing about it that didn't scream Nintendo the entire time. So uh, let's see. I, I mean, the biggest. Do you just want to start with the biggest thing yeah, they announced? Let's, let's do it. OK, well, the biggest thing they announced is obviously Empire of Sin. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which did look cool. Did you guys see that trailer for Empire of Sin or no? 
I did. Uh, yeah, I believe I saw that one. It, it was the uh, top-down uh, noir detective with the Tommy guns walking through the town and shooting things up and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of bullets in it, which was the thing I noticed the most because Nintendo rarely has a game with a lot of bullets in it. And uh, Well, hold on a second. I got to tell you something. I have a funny story to add to this. I So um, I saw that game. I also saw Cadence of Hyrule, and I saw that that game is coming out today. So I went to the Nintendo Switch eShop, to find out, yeah. like, I wanted to find the information for Cadence of Hyrule. And you know what I saw in the eShop? Another game that is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. A new Leisure Suit Larry game. What? For Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I was like, what the shit is this? Um, so Interesting. I, and obviously, you're never going to see any marketing about this game. But literally, in the Nintendo eShop right now on the Switch is a listing for a Leisure Suit Larry game. And I almost oh, fell crazy. over. Yeah. So anyways, please continue. I just had to throw that in there. So there uh, are I mean, crazy I, games. They didn't announce much about it. I don't think it's an exclusive to them. So they, they didn't announce, announce much about it. It's like some kind of strategy XCOM style game set in, you know, old mobster land. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. It was just interesting. It was different looking for Nintendo, especially with everything else they were announcing. But the biggest thing, and we can start with that, is they teased a sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at the very end of the, they did a one more thing uh you know steve uh, right. steve apple special steve apple so uh so what did you guys think are you you guys have have you played nintendo or played the uh zelda game scott i okay so like it was it at the time it was not what i wanted right like i understand that now every right. game needs to be like skyrim or the witcher hours yeah like yeah. a 400 hour game and i'm still kind of like i'm still kind of out on this new format like i understand that games need to move forward and be sort of more i don't know whatever but I still prefer the old format of Zelda where it's like you go from dungeon to dungeon and there's kind of like a Metroidvania mm. aspect where you get new abilities that allow you to progress further through the game. I don't really want to craft and cook things in order to be able to climb a mountain. <laughs> like that's not appealing to me. I don't want to have to go like scavenge for new weapons every time the one I have breaks. Um, right. So I'm still kind of disinterested in Breath of the Wild from that aspect, but I would still like to play it at some point. And, you know, it's at this point, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm glad this exists. But, you know, there's probably a better chance of me playing Cadence of Hyrule or the uh, the other remake that's coming out for the Switch before I play Breath of the Wild. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I didn't put Cadence much time Hyrule, into it either. I did think Cadence of Hyrule looked really fun from the makers of uh, Crypt of the Neck. Yeah, it comes Necro out Dancer. today. Is it out today? Yeah, it's supposed to come out today. And then and then Link's Awakening looked very zelda like yeah. <laughs> very nintendo I, zelda i mean like i don't little... i don't i honestly don't like the art style like every the characters look plasticky yeah. in the remake i don't understand why they went that way um i mean it's kind of in vogue right now that that like what's it called it's not not mochi but whatever it's, it's like a style of of japanese art essentially but yeah and i mean like if i had to make a preference for a game that they would remake it would have been the one on super nintendo so like so that's what I thought they were making it. When I first saw a clip of it, I missed the title. The, I like, know. The I did this too. And I was like, I was like, whoa, are they remaking the Super Nintendo one? Link to and the then, past. And then I realized they weren't. Yeah, Link to the past. Yeah, yeah that's... I realized they were not. But I was like, holy cow. That's what I thought they were doing for a little bit. Yeah, that's really so. what I want. But I mean, if they're going to do this one, I'll probably try it anyways. Uh, so also, they, do you want to run this, Ash? Or do you want me to we got? Uh, the Animal Crossing stuff? I just yeah, thought this was cool because... Um, a lot of people are obviously super excited about the new Animal Crossing, but they are delaying it until next year. And the reason they gave, I thought, was really honest and, and super cool. They they are really against uh, crunch on their teams and burnout on their teams. And so they um, 
they delayed the game to give the team more time so that they didn't yeah. have to like murder themselves to create this title. And I realize that's a very expensive um, thing to do because time is money in the yeah. industry. Right. And you, you can't just give people like an extra year because that's a ton of cash. But when you can do it, uh, I think you'll probably end up getting better, better work. <laughs> and to be you. fair, uh, Nintendo can right now. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> They're yeah. doing okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, the reason was delivered. So without, drama or issue it was stated so matter i mean granted it was translated but it was stated so matter of fact just kind of like and it's delayed because we're delaying it yeah it was very unapologetic like very not it wasn't like it was just they were just telling you they're like this game is delayed like and there was no explanation after i was like that's great yeah um they also announced a new no more heroes no more heroes 3 did you catch the trailer scott i did um I know that there is currently a game out on Switch, which is not in sort of the main timeline of No More Heroes games. And so I went back right. and I was like, well, when did two come out? Two was actually a Wii game as well. So both both one and two came out on the Wii. And so I feel like at some point they might have to re-release those games or remake them or something yeah. so that anyone, you know, anyone under the age of like 25 will know what the hell is going on <laughs> in this series to understand because... Um, I thought I thought maybe two had come out for for Wii U or something, and then that's that wasn't the case at all. So, um, yeah. and really the only thing I remember from the first one is that in order to recharge your laser sword, you basically had to shake wake it, you know, do like a shake shake wake maneuver, yeah, up and down with the uh, Wii Wii mote in order to recharge your lightsaber or your your laser sword. <laughs> so, um, I I I don't know, <laughs> right? Um, it was a very suggestive maneuver at the time to do that in a game. And I yes. thought the game was very over the top and hilarious. And I just hope that this third one is as good and as kind of random and weird as the first one was. Yeah. I mean, it looked it. It was pretty over the top. Yeah. The, the entire trailer was kind of insane. Yeah. I'm kind of a casual um, fan of, of his games. Like I played Lollipop Chainsaw and enjoyed it, but it wasn't yeah. like a game that I was like amazing, but it was just dumb fun. Right. 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 Yeah. They announced um, a bunch of other stuff that. Oh, go ahead, Ash. You want to? I was I was going to jump on out of Nintendo, but we can we can stay here if we want. I was just going to say they announced a bunch of other stuff that kind of in the vein of Square, where it was like old games that are getting kind of rehashed and redone, which was Contra, Panzer Dragoon, a bunch of others. Right. Um, a Contra and that was all like fine. Out, you said yeah. Or I saw yeah, that somewhere. Yeah, Contra yep. Anniversary Collection. Uh, and then the only other thing I wanted to make kind of a half joke about, but just talk about, is that the this like it happens all the time in different cycles where we get these kind of bullshitty you know, one company versus another, and you're going to, we all have to claim allegiance to something for some unknown reason. Uh, I just wanted to point out that there's a Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game, a thing that had you told 14 year old Matt would exist in the future. He would have been like, no way Nintendo and Sega hate each other. They're never going to work together. And like, you know, look at the stupid world we're in. So like (laughs) competitions between, uh, between companies over video games is possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. They've been putting, um, they've been doing some Olympic games for a while and they keep making them. So I'm assuming that means that they are appealing or good for somebody, which is, I think that's, hey, super we cool. used to play them, man. You know, don't, yeah. don't crap on them. We used to, no, you and I I'm not used crapping to sit on them at all. Room with our friends yeah. and play Olympic games over and over again yeah. on different consoles. And then mostly uh, I will also to, to add to your point, um, did I not see that uh, Banjo Kazooie was coming to smash? Yeah. Right. So that's a rare, yeah. that's a rare IP uh, that I think, yeah. you know, I guess technically Microsoft would own at this point and it's coming to smash, which is kind of cool too. So yeah. um, I think you're starting to see these companies play nice together. And I think fans are receptive to that. I think that's super awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to. Yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah. Make money. Right. What do you want to move on to guys? Ubisoft. 
Let's oh, do Ubisoft. Cool. Uh, which one are you excited about the most, Scott? Um, so for me, it's going to be Watch Dogs 3. Uh, and really, my hype for Watch Dogs 3 is is based on the how good Watch Dogs 2 was and how much fun it was. And I know I've said it before in this podcast, but Watch Dogs 1 was very, the story was very depressing and it was very, it was a very dark story. And they basically took that concept and they, they carried the gameplay through to number two and then they turned it on its head and they made it more like a modern day hackers game where, you know, it was kind of like all these characters were like, had like street style or punk art style or like one, I think one guy was like a burner in the in the previous game and in all these characters kind of got together and just had a really good time and it really reminded me of hackers and the game encourages you to do it was kind of had like a gta feel where there was just a bunch of mini games the um, art style was more colorful and the the game was just more fun to play overall and so i hope that you know in building upon that in the previous game that they just kind of continue that with watchdogs legion so i don't know what did you guys think about the trailer uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, there was a lot of, I liked about it. I like the the setting uh, of London. I don't think I've played too many games there, um, so that's going to be cool to to you know cruise around London mm-hmm. and mess around in London. Um, I love the idea of uh, being able to recruit anyone into your team and build the team that you want to build. I'm so curious about um, this. I'm very curious about this too. They even said that it's going to impact your cinematics and dialogue and. Each one of these, you know, each one of these people you can recruit, they all have different stats and abilities. And they're like, you can create a whole team of MI6 operatives that are all about stealth, or you can create a, you know, an army of punks, or you can create, you know, a, a sewing club grandma army and, and, and go out and cause havoc as a grandma army. And I'm just like, you know what? Why not? Why are, you know, yeah. I loved, I loved it because at the beginning when they were first showing it, and I'm like, oh, look at this, like, the first protagonist they showed was cool. And then it switched over to some young dude. And I'm like, here we are young dude protagonist mm-hmm. again. And I was like, Oh, but then they announced that you can be literally anyone. And um, I thought that was a, a really fantastic choice. So I'm, I'm stoked about this one. I think it's going to be pretty neat. They mentioned yeah, the trailer for that. Uh, March, 2020, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I think it's, oh, I pulled all these games are moving to like spring break release cycles and it's giving me yeah. like super anxiety. Yeah. Um, a lot. I thought the trailer looked really good too. I agree. When the when the older octogenarian woman started playing, I was like, "Oh, am I going to be excited about playing a seventy year old lady who <laughs> assassinates people with a gun?" I was like, "I think I am." Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, there's one thing that I think we talked a little about, like, "Oh, I don't know if, if I like the style of this like mask, the big you know mask thing." Oh, Ubisoft like, and their skull freaking masks. masks and, yeah, but I have a theory. I have a mm-hmm. I have a theory behind this, which is I think that putting being able to play as all these different characters but then putting them in masks probably largely when when you're walking around in groups and stuff i bet is a way for them to minimize uh, animation costs and deal mm. with the fact that that they can have like 10 kind of masks versus unlimited numbers of faces <clears throat> kind of thing you know what i mean like sure. yeah yeah I have a feeling it's a, some way for them to mitigate some of that when they're dealing with with uh, animating large groups together. So I think it's it's interesting, and I bet it I bet it came out of that in some way, but maybe not. Maybe I'm a liar. I just uh, I mean I feel like but, uh, somebody like on their research team probably was like, our fans yeah. really enjoy masks, and it's like we put masks yeah. in Rainbow Six Siege, and then we put them in the Division, yeah. and then we put them in for on I don't know like. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I'm not saying it's not we're not masked out here. I'm just mm. saying that like I have a feeling that there's there's technical reasons behind some of it. I'd be willing to bet. It wouldn't be surprising. Sure. I'm saying. Yeah, why not? Um 
but yeah, I thought that overall the trailer looked great. It was excited. I hear like I'm the opposite on Watch Dogs 2. I can't even remember playing the game. I'm pretty sure I did. I think I owned it, but I have I it just like does not jog my memory at all. So like even hearing you talk about it, I'm like, did I get to do that? Like so, I just went and looked it up and I was like, it was in San Francisco. Yeah. Like I'm like all of it is just like erased from my brain permanently. It was so, in San Francisco. But this looks interesting you play and as different. Mar- Marcus Holloway in that game. It was like there was like fake Google in that one and that they made fun of they made fun of how like the game was leaked ahead of time. They were making fun of like there was kind of like a jab at gaming press for like leaking their games and stuff like that. So um, yeah, sure. I don't know what the tone of this game is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Ash though. I think London looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's a different setting. I think being able to play is different, just any character kind of thing. I love that you, the notion of like getting randomized sets of traits on different characters and being able to pick them up on your team based on what you kind of need and building out a you know Shining Force style mm-hmm. Watchdogs team that you're going to like go and like maximize everybody's traits and stuff. I think that's cool. Yeah. So. I'm a sucker for that. I love collecting yeah. and building teams in games. So yeah. Um, you know, the idea that I can go out and create, you know, an army of street punks or whatever I want to do is, is pretty cool to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you guys think about this mythic quest TV show for Uh, for Apple? I think it was a very weird rollout at E3, (laughs) but, but, uh, I mean, if there's a group of people that I can put my trust behind making a very funny show, it's the guys and girls who made, um, who made it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So like if Rob McElhaney and, and, and Charlie day and all those guys are all involved, like awesome. Like I'm in, I want to see, I want to see what they make out of this. You know, it, it does. We were laughing me and uh, I think somebody from work were laughing about it because the shows that they have all gone to make after it's always sunny is really just their character in a new setting. So like, Rob McElhaney looks like he's just playing Mac as a game developer kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Dennis is an AP bio teacher in AP bio and like, uh, the Mick had, um, uh, D playing like another screwed up character. <laughs> like all mm-hmm. of them are very, like, they just took their character and put it in a new, into a new show. But I will say the cast on this looks really phenomenal. I thought the, the idea behind it looks funny. So, I mean, Maybe it'd be pretty good. Um, this Apple TV thing is interesting to say the least. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. What do you guys think? Um, I think I think it looks cool. I mean, it, it's a <laughs> it's such a niche thing. Like so many people play video games, but I don't think a lot of people really understand sort of the, the trials and tribulations of development. And yeah. it can be super funny. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to see, like, can you create an office out of you know, like an office style mm-hmm. show out of game dev. And I think it's possible. Yeah. And like you said, it's the perfect crew to, to bring that to life. Um, but will it appeal to, you know, someone that would like something like it's always sunny? Um, like who, who is this for really? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, who's it for, but also like, you know, it's Apple and they've got billions of dollars and they're, they're dying to get into this space. So like this show might make it a couple seasons just based off the fact that it's on, the right platform at the right time, you know, like they probably can do just okay on season one and get another season out of it kind of thing. So, you know, I mean, I agree. I don't know what the, the, the bases, the user bases at the end of the day, but going onto a niche platform kind of gives you probably a little bit more space. So the show probably costs like negative $10 to make. (laughs) Probably. It's probably pretty cheap. Why not? Um, the one thing I did find funny about the announcement was he walked out and then talked about the kind of person he was making fun of. 
and I won't pull, I will not name anything, although you both know who I'm talking about, but like later exactly in a different conference, (laughs) maybe, or the same one, possibly who knows somebody walked out. That was like a mirror image of the character that Rob McElhaney had created for mythic quest. (laughs) And I was like, Holy God, like he just, he nailed it on the head. So (laughs) it was, uh, that I found very, very funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think the show could be good. And I think like, again, on a niche platform, you know, maybe it gets to last a little longer than if it was like trying to be on NBC or something crazy. Oh, like of that. course. I mean, it's nice no, that for sure. like, these places have, you know, there there are places for these things to exist, right? So I think that's the, yeah. that'll be good for that. Yeah. Um, Anything else for Ubisoft? Mm, or? Well, I thought, I thought Roller Champions was an interesting way to compete with a game like Rocket League. Sure. Um, and uh i it kind of it kind of made me think like how come there hasn't been more competition for rocket league and now i guess we're starting to see something like that uh, yeah which is kind of interesting and i think an alpha is rolling out pretty soon so i don't know i might want to try it. it's just kind of interesting to to play that game in a different way with something that's a little bit more tangible like roller derby i think that's something you could wrap your mind around a little bit more than yeah. like why are these cars playing soccer but um, I know that I know that Rocket League is very popular. <laughs> Did you actually ask yourself that question? <laughs> no, I just it's just uh, the concept sparks, of sparks. Sparks start yeah. shooting out of your diodes. I know. It's not possible. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I think I think it's coming from a place of I appreciate that Rocket League is a fun game. I just don't under, understand how popular it is, like why it is that, oh, okay. that sure. popular. <laughs> thought you're about to say i don't understand how these cars are playing soccer. yeah no no i'm out S- suspension of disbelief is over oh my gosh and then uh, i guess gods uh, and monsters i mean if they're not going to announce steep too i guess the only other thing i was interested in was um gods and monsters um i think it's gonna be great i mean i honestly i i think um the, the last assassin's creed was my favorite one ever so if it's that team making anything i'm gonna play it mm-hmm. got a very fable looking vibe to it like yeah i wasn't a style. huge fan of like how cartoony it was um but i think uh i think the gameplay is gonna be really tight i think it's gonna be good yep. yeah i agree i'll take a look at it did did some uh contract end with tom clancy for them where they could just start making whatever tom clancy game they felt like at this point because they announced <laughs> 47 tom clancy games yeah and no, i was, was just like what is going on it was like Tom Clancy zombies, Tom Clancy on your phone. Tom Clancy has a guy. He just climbs a wall. This Tom Clancy has a two guns. And you're like, Oh my God, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what is the, happening? The, Tom Clancy dating Sam, where you just date Tom Clancy. <laughs> you know, with that, with that mobile game, I was honestly disappointed that, um, it wasn't one of those square Enix titles. Cause that, it looks like one of those square Enix titles. It does, yeah. And then I was like, Oh wait, this is Ubisoft and it's not, their ip yeah. and so it's going to be something different and now i just want another square enix mobile title from that studio well speaking of square enix you're not getting it okay <laughs> yeah um final uh, fantasy remake looks awesome guys I'm it gonna does be, look I'm good gonna, it looks, looks good. so good yeah um uh, they revealed the voice cast it's got a bunch of folks from teen wolf in it which my wife's gonna love <laughs> i think there's like two dudes from teen wolf in uh the main the main voice cast and um, it's got the Brit Baron from Glow, who's the the young wrestler, um, Mark Maron's daughter. She's in it as Tifa. Uh, the gameplay looks super tight. People that got to see it behind the scenes said it, it looks fantastic and it flows very well. Combat looks good. They said something that was really odd, though. They said that um, they don't know how big the game is yet, and they don't know. Uh, they said right now it's already it already takes two Blu-rays. Two Blu-rays, uh, yeah. 
it's two Blu-rays already, and they don't know how much bigger it's gonna be. <laughs> and it this was, was the weird. first. It was the first like four disc game, right? Like it was the first one that took like multi multi discs. Yeah, yeah. The original took like a bunch of DVDs, but I mean, it's uh, or CD ROMs at that point. I don't even CD know. CD ROMs, think, yeah. yeah. It's probably CD ROMs. But um, it, I mean, I think I think this is great. I don't know when this this sucker is actually going to come out. I think yeah. it, when it was originally announced that they were doing the remake, they're like, we're going to do it episodically, and everyone kind of oh, groaned and moaned, myself included. I'm like, I don't want an episodic rpg because if that sucker ends halfway through i'm not picking it up again like it's just not <laughs> gonna happen uh, i have to get to the end and that's and that's that so i'm curious to see um what what's gonna happen with this uh, it looks very beautiful it looks very big they should uh, they should make the download available now and then yeah. patch it patch it until it's released it's gonna be like because... 200 gigabytes like what the hell yeah it's gonna be just yeah. like 400 gigs of content you gotta download seriously it's gonna be insane but yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're getting the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was thinking yeah. about this game came out, I think, in, I want to say, 98. Was it 8? Or maybe 6. Maybe 6 or 7. It might have been. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of today's gamers have not even... I mean, that yeah. was a long time ago, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was a very long time. Like, like over kids 20 years ago. born and had other kids in that amount of time. Yeah, yeah I, can't, so... I can't even... I was trying to think if there is a game that has been re-released or remade and on as many times as uh, final fantasy 7 has you know just in terms of re-released some way yeah yeah i mean i know i understand this is a full remake and it's kind of rebuilt from the resident evil's making a run oh yeah there you go yeah that's true (laughs) yeah yeah there's a billion resident evil titles uh they've announced a bunch of other very square like things that none of us play but if you're very into jrpgs there's a lot of them coming out from square um life is strange 2 got a a new trailer and put out right is that correct i feel like this game came out and then they well they (laughs) well yeah they're still doing the episodic releases with that and they said that the final the final episode won't come out until this winter so i'm waiting until they all come out because um i can't do that episodic stuff anymore i just i I forget things i'm old (laughs) what did that guy say four months ago i don't fucking know yeah exactly (laughs) and then Um, uh the last thing that they talked about that that we're going to talk about very briefly because i think we're running out of time mm, is marvel avengers yes what do you guys think a day um i okay so i didn't have as like the internet kind of did not love this uh <laughs> was the nicest way of, of putting it and yeah. i wasn't uh i wasn't as turned off to it as a lot of people were i think with the problem that we're having with this avengers title first of all the the trailer was just uh it was confusing right as to what the yes. the moment-to-moment gameplay would be and i think that's where a lot of people got upset it was like well you've been waiting so long to see this game yeah. and now you showed us stuff and like what's the actual game you know just right. show us some gameplay um, and on top of that, there was a lot of like it, it just it spawned a billion memes already. But um, people were making fun of how the characters looked. And I honestly think that is due to the fact that we are so used to the MCU actors playing those those characters that seeing digital representations of those characters that is like a little bit off from what the MCU <laughs> actors look like. I mean, yeah, it was like weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was like. You know, all the memes were like cosplay versions of the MCU actors, and um, there I saw one of the the SNL skit with uh with Bill yeah. Hader, Bill Hader as yeah. Thor. <laughs> They're like, so this is uh this is Marvel's uh, A Day skit. Um, 
So I don't know. I I, I hear the gameplay is uh, similar to God of War three uh, with with combos and you know quick time events and things like that, which is fine. Uh, but there was I I feel like a lot there was a lot of misinformation with this as well, uh, mainly stemming from the fact we don't really know what the game is going to be, how it's going yeah. to be come up, um, you know, really what's going on. So. It looked uh, less than appealing. It, it just, I looked at it and I was like, oh, they're promising a million things. Uh, it's teams that haven't built this kind of game really before because it's a big networked Anthem Destiny-like game. And it's like, it's fine. And I get, so like, I get the pitch has that. I understand the pitch. I understand getting in a room and being like, we want people to be able to come together as the Avengers and play as these different guys and have these big epic battles. And that sounds great. And then I look at it and I go, oh, right, it's a video game. Like, it's never going to be as cinematic and as amazing as the movies. It can't be. Like, so pitching it in that way to us now is going to fall short because it's just impossible to make that kind of style game work in a big cinematic epic manner like it's that's not how those games play together you know so i was just kind of like i was like whatever and then the the whole role i was watching it live and the whole rollout of the trailer was just so bad like it was there was like all of the awkward talking in between from a marvel games person and, and a person from crystal dynamics and then they cut to a trailer of like the voice actors talking about how important the characters are and i just was like all of this is unnecessary (laughs) and like the game just made tons and tons and tons of promises. And it just felt very reminiscent of other games getting rolled out in a similar manner that always fall short. And I have very little faith in this at this point. So like, yeah, I'm it's, it's not the Avengers game I wanted. There's another one that we actually accidentally, I think skipped over that I do want, which is ultimate Alliance. That game looks fun as shit. And I'm very excited to play that. So for me, this was a, this for me personally, this was an entire miss. If you were big on destiny or Anthem, and this looks good to you, then maybe you'll be super into playing Avengers in a similar style game. But I like, I just looked at it and went, Oh man, this is going to be, this is going to be bad. <laughs> like it's, it's going to, well, it's going to be bad. Not to dwell on it. There were a couple things in some of the write-ups because uh, press did get to see 20 minutes of gameplay and all, all the responses were um, kind of mixed uh, people. Some, some of the characters they said looked like they perform well. And a lot of them said that there's still a lot of work to be done, but there's just a couple certain red flags to me just as fans of, as a fan of the Avengers and as a fan of these types of games, there's a uh, talking about some of the, the boss battles. They're like uh, black. There's a scene where black widow has to fight taskmaster. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And they're like, and then taskmaster uses his jetpack, And I'm like, wait a fucking second. here. <laughs> Why in God's name would Taskmaster ever have a jetpack? Like, just like, fuck no, that doesn't make any sense. That's like three of the characters fly. So all the characters have to, you know what I mean? Like there's almost no way that this has to get leveled in some way. So, yeah. And then there was another scene where like, then Captain America uses his special ability and charges his shield up and releases an electrical burst. And I'm like, wait a second, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I just like cringed, right? Because it reminded me of like when I was a kid, there's the X-Men arcade game and you use Wolverine super and he would shoot lasers out of his hands with his super in the arcade. I was like, does anyone ever read the fucking X-Men? Like Wolverine can't shoot lasers out of his hands. Like I understand you got to give these people special abilities, but stick to the script, you know, stick stick to what is reality in, you know, in fake reality. But anyway, Mm. um, so anyway, so, uh, 
a day. I'm I, I'm hoping it's got a long time. It doesn't come out for almost a year, so um, we we have some time. And we'll see yeah, I mean we've got time, and we'll I'll let it keep rolling out before I like decide it's absolutely trash or something. But it just definitely was like I watched it, and it, it just didn't hit the notes that I wanted it to hit. You know what I mean? Like it hit. Right. It was playing a whole other song, and I just was like, well, okay, I, I don't know what this is anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, I think I think we did it, you guys. I think we did it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, did it. <clears throat> There's can obviously we, can more. We, stuff? Can I mention one last game? Yeah, that yeah. I thought looked cool, even though we don't know anything about it. Uh, the makers of Evil Within are making a game called Ghostwire Tokyo for Bethesda that looks interesting. How's that? Awesome. It was like some kind of apocalyptic event happens where like leftover style, a bunch of people disappear and you're left over and there's like this weird ghost thing. And it looked very interesting and, and uh, I thought it was cool looking and I thought I'd bring it up very quickly. Lots so. of good games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us in our E3 2019 wrap up. Uh, this has been episode 335 of the Rated NA podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and that's at Nerd Appropriate. <laughs> you hear that chime? <laughs> that I gotta be that somewhere. means you have a meeting. Uh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sound. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Nerd Appropriate, and uh, we'll be back next week with an all new episode. Yay! Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 All right. Welcome to Rated N85 uh, final podcast. What is happening? Hold on. Oh, no. Let's hope not. <laughs> I, Matt, I, Matt final Fantasy on his toast. It's the final <laughs> Fantasy 7 was in front of me, and I think I just, the word injected into my brain. Oh, I did something really dumb yesterday. I have to tell you guys about it at some point. Anyways, should I start? I'll do it. Hey, all right. Welcome to Rated N85 podcast.